perspective. So how mm. did we get here, Ulrika? <laughs> how did we get here? Well, um, I agree with you that it's it's this window of, and I feel strongly that those that are meant to kind of connect now are doing that. And it's a, it's like this window opening for connections like that, that um, us realizing like between the solar eclipse and Aries, which is all about ourselves and, you know, that Aries energy and Scorpio, which is also the depths of uh, it all. And between there, we are, you know, connecting. So that's, I think now right in between is, is why we came together. And um, I think our conversation really started like, what is it that it, it, we're passionate about right now? And for me, what came up is that I have noticed in my practice that I'm starting to naturally tap into the uh, Kuiper belt objects and what what are the Kuiper belt objects uh, they're asteroids uh, planetary bodies and we're going to go into all of this but the reason I think we're here today is to highlight some of these energies that these Kuiper belt objects are representing and bringing in uh, to a greater extent now and um, you know we're trying to <laughs> find an answer why things are happening, why we're coming together with the people we are. But I think it's it's all synchronicity, as you mentioned. Yeah. It's it's all meant to be. I would underscore that it is soul family, soul tribes are meeting now more than ever, like across the globe. And that's one of the fun things working with Julia's class. It is multinational, multilingual, it's galactic, it's multi-universe. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's fascinating. So let's just call out some of the fun channels that you and I love to listen to. Pam Gregory, astrologer, Heather Ensworth, and then Kelly Hunter, and the mythos around some of these amazing asteroid slash dwarf planets. And so you and I found we were listening to some of the same things while we're also tracking the fixed stars in the heavens and how it relates to our natal charts, the transits, our relocation charts, a lot of light language and play. So it's so fun to be together, the two yous, Ursula and Ulrika. <laughs> I'm going to jump in because I got inspired by your invitation because in human design, and we're both projectors, which means we're guides. We're guides waiting for the right invitation um, to engage if it feels right for us energetically and emotionally. Well, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. And then because I'm a double Virgo, I always like to create a little bit of imagery. And we're just going to have an open conversation based on what we're hearing um, through the, I don't know, the cosmos, through the mm -hmm. morphogenic field. Let's see, here's my yeah. little slideshow. And while Ursula is putting that up for us to see, uh, she is a, a beautiful visionary and visual. So uh, all credit to her for these beautiful images that she put together for us. And oh. what we came to and when we prepared for this, we came to uh, a realization that we have both a connection to uh, Haumea, which is uh, an asteroid in the Kuiper Belt. 
So yeah, isn't that exciting? So why don't we start with that? <laughs> I'm just glad you can say Kuiper and, and I learned how to spell it. I know sometimes Pam says Kuiper. You have to almost go Kuiper. So you're like, what is that? But I, I did put up a picture of the old goddess images, you know, the Roman and Greek. And so many of us may know about the Greek stories. And then you have the asteroids and the asteroid belt that are connected to that ancient time of myth. So what makes the Kuiper belt so interesting is this idea that when the collective is ready and the need is great, the answers come in. That which is already there is made visible. And so science and the technology now allows us to understand there is a belt beyond the asteroid belt. And so some of those TNOs, transnet Tunian objects are being named. So our focus today, because Ulrika and I were like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Okay, well, <laughs> we have a short list. And I just stayed open and you just returned from Hawaii. And I was born in Hawaii. I just felt during this ecliptic energy focus on this beautiful Haumea. And I'm sitting in front of a beautiful image to, to contrapose, you know, the old Greek mythos. And now look at Haumea, how Haumea, more indigenous, more creator being, more earth goddess. So what I remember Pam sharing was that the Kuiper belt objects are oftentimes associated more with the indigenous. And so when you look at their images, you're not going to see the, oh, the, the, you know, Parthenon goddesses in their togas. Right, Ulrika? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, it's it's very um, representative of the connection to the earth and connection to uh, the environment and and that I feel that that is exactly what that we are reconnecting with now. And I think the energies, as I mentioned earlier, that are coming in are very representative of what these, especially Haumea is representing and how how she has been represented by the indigenous people as well. So yeah, it's it's a lot of symbolism in the myth, but it's also just lo at looking at her and looking at what she represents is giving us a lot of information about what's coming. Yeah, so if you look at any of the Kuiper Belt objects later beyond Haumea, and I'm going to show a slide of several others, um, the story is, is that they're much more geography specific, so that um, it's not like Athena, warrior goddess coming out of the head of Zeus. It's very open archetype. This one now is more very connected to the Indian indigenous people, First Nations. So Haumea, we're going to be connecting into the beautiful islands and general area of Hawaii. But before I go further, in case you're wondering who is Pam Gregory and who is Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just put this link in on November 10th, 2022. If you go on YouTube, um, onto Pam Gregory's channel. 
you're going to have this lovely conversation where you're going to learn more about, you know, this new mythos that's here to help us understand the energetics of these objects. But one image in particular that I found, because Pam's always talking about the magical wand, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I had to go find, is there really an, an image or an object? And I found this one in early Spain, which is actually called a makala, or you can say it better, probably makala. But if you think Hawaiian, those syllables have the, have you know, it's like, say the syllables stronger than you do the mm -hmm. consonants. Akala, makala. So, but look at, there's actually an object that you can find. And I found a few others that look very much like this, but the wand is like a create creation wand. Think how we use wands in our current life, you know, um, working with the crystal wands. So I'll just, and I put the image of these beautiful whales because I don't go very far. When you mentioned Scorpio and that's deep water, when we're returning to these ancient myths of creator gods and goddesses connected to Gaia, can't help but bring in the huge water um, support coming in from the whales. Yeah. And that's what we see too. The connection to water is very strong. Um, and we're not going to talk so much about other asteroids, but we can see it in other uh, textures of of energy that comes in from other asteroids as well, that the water is very highlighted at this time. So um, yeah, lo love that imagery of the water and the, and the connection. I think the wand too, what I, what I read about Haumea somewhere is that she also represents the mastery through the heart with the divine. So mm -hmm. that wand is this symbol, I, that's how I interpret it, of, of the connection with the divine as well. Like you, you have that natural connection um, because the wand also represents the unseen, right? The, the, what we cannot see, but we, what we're creating. So it's, it's beautiful. Uh, all the symbolism here. Wow. I'm tapping into what you're sharing. And what I'm getting is this idea of in the beginning of time with Haumea, you know, there was this balance of masculine and feminine, but it was the matriarchy. It was the mm -hmm. mother principle from whom all creation springs from. I mean, she was birthing things off on all parts of her body. And if you Google image Haumea, she has all transitions of the feminine, the young girl to the middle age, to the crone. And when she gives birth, she's rejuvenated. So there is this very scorpionic, yeah. you know, life, death, and transformation, regeneration. Mm. And it's interesting you brought up Scorpio too, Ulrika, because Scorpio represents the genitalia, right? So for the male sure. and the female. And when you're looking at this wand, you know, in current day, 2023, you may assume that that projectile of the wand is a masculine, but here's a feminine creator being mother archetype, big mother earth with the wand. So being able to tune into her masculine assertion of, you know, we're 
a lot of people are talking about step into your fuller sovereignty, your mastery. Well, maybe we women could do well by having a wand, a projectile. Everyone (laughs) out there, get a wand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now it's such a, such the way you put it there is so beautiful because yes, it's, it's very profound, this self-empowerment energy that has been going on for a while now and and not only uh, symbolized by the eclipses as well the aries self and and scorpio that we're in the midst of here um that we're just talking about so yeah beautiful yeah Uh, one last note that's coming up um because we're kind of channeling you and i yes Um, (laughs) is what Pam Gregory talks about, and Kelly Hunter, this idea of these Kuiper belt objects are basically our guiding quantum. It's the beyond the mundane and the linearity of 3D and 4D that we're now having this beltway of objects to help us move and transcend with Mother Earth. So whenever I was tuning into Haumea, I'm like, wow, she's returning right? To help guide us into the new human, the new earth, because we're connected. How does that resonate with you? Mm, absolutely. And that that completely resonates with me. And, and also one other aspect of Haumea is that she actually was a, a strategist as well. She had her, her natural energy as part of... Um, Uh, I wouldn't say government, but politics, like uh, maybe it was a completely different way of using politics or using, you know, uh, those kinds of energies in the past. And that is also our opportunity now to, to tap into new ways of doing strategy as you say, and now linking into the more masculine aspects, the wand uh, as a symbol. <laughs> so she was a master in in that as well, and which is very interesting, um, that combination of masculine, feminine within her. I know sometimes we get so polarized, you know, like the anti-male, so we got to be uber female, <laughs> or the feminine male and and so it's just this idea of coming back to wholeness is you know how I like to hold it like okay so how will who will help us navigate into this idea of the quantum or the new earth and so I apologize for this slide because I tried to highlight but it looks like I scribbled out that word is Kuiper belt and it's showing um over okay, I'm gonna let you let us know what we're seeing, but it's showing like here's the sun and then here's this belt objects. Yeah, so this is a pictorial of um just for us to understand kind of what the what the order of things are, but also um we've many times heard about asteroids, but what we're talking about here are those asteroids that are uh, having an orbit outside Neptune and Pluto. And they are also asteroids that have been more recently discovered, such as 2003 to 2004. So, and and they also have some interesting orbits. <laughs> and it, it, we're not talking so much about Sedna here today, but for example, Sedna has been um, 
considered an extremely important asteroid because of her orbit of 11,000 years. And it, all of these asteroids, including Haumea, who has a, an orbit of 284 years, I think it is, it represents something. It re represents a cycle. But all of them that we're talking about here are are orbiting outside Neptune. And in here we come back to the water again. <laughs> so they are, are still in the flow of Neptune's influence and the water that Neptune uh, represents. So that's very interesting to me. And as you can see, they, uh, they are less, like we consider Mercury, let's say Mercury, Venus, and those planets that are closer to Earth, more personal planets. But I would argue that all of these Kuiper Belt objects are also not only influencing us as individuals, but also the collective movement and, and similar to, to Pluto's and Neptune's and Uranus influence on the collective. So is this, this link between the quantum perspective and quantum leaps, uh, I feel also very strong, not as strong with, with closer like Mars or Mercury or Venus, but these influences and energies that we now are getting more access to it because when we have discovered an energy, an asteroid, we also have access to it. <laughs> so I think that's the the quantum leaps that we're really going to experience. And, and the Kuiper Belt objects are really part of that. That's a strong feeling of mine. I love how you brought in Neptune and the water. And so when I go back and I look at, you know, the whole picture, um, Venus, and then Neptune is the, the Venus is love, personal love, typically, you know, and then Neptune, the higher octave of this type of love, but more from a, a um, unconditional cosmic love. And then to go beyond that cosmic love into these Kuiper belt objects, I think you're right. There's only one way to transcend and move into quantum What's coming up for me is this beautiful idea of the heart-centered navigation. Like we can't get through to ascension through our minds, right? It right. is as a young child, a little child, open and through our hearts. So when you bring up this issue of water and Neptune, I think of cosmic Christ. I also think the water represents the emotional which mm -hmm. separates yeah. us out from non-human beings, right? This emotional intelligence that we carry um, for all of its glory, the, you know, the joy, the hate, the love, it, we bring this emotional intelligence. And when we look at Neptune calling us to be like a higher octave, mm -hmm. and then the Kuiper belt objects, Haumea included, we're going beyond what we even imagine. So this is that leap of faith that you brought up the Aries, you know, <laughs> lips part is this, is it time to take that leap to assert myself into the deep water of Scorpio, which is going to take me into the feeling state. So it's this trying to balance masculine feminine through an emotional pathway. And it's interesting, you and I are both projectors with an emotional um, guidance yeah. system in human design. No coincidence there, right? No, no accident <laughs> there. 
And then lastly, the picture above me, Haumea, if anyone wants to take a look at this picture, um, you sent it over to me, Ulrika, from Kelly Hunter. But look, it's a beautiful island goddess with the rainbow. You know, for some of us who are raised Catholic, that was the covenant by God or source, Yahweh. So it's this idea of beyond what we know. Maybe the Kuiper Belt objects are working within that zone that we would call God, but it's taking us back to Eden is what I feel like the beginning, mm. the garden. And so I love this picture because it's not just, oh, isn't that a nice Hawaiian and she's pregnant, birthing, birthing the new earth. Yeah. Yeah, it's that bridge between, I feel strongly that she represents this bridge between, and also the mastery that, that she displayed, right? The the connection between the divine and, and earth in a very, very strong way, in a very embodied way. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, and what we will see later on is that yeah. we both yeah. have connections I <laughs> to know. this. <laughs> that I can think see. she was call she was calling us to please she was. focus on me. <laughs> I mean, there again, no accidents, right? So how many? No accidents. Yeah. So you know, there's that word asteroid, and then trans-Neptunian objects, which means beyond Neptune, and then we're going to bring in the words dwarf planet. So many of us know that Pluto was recategorized as a dwarf planet. And I think you brought it up too. this idea of a, a very strange, you know, um, orbital um, path. But when you look at Haumea, the beautiful shape that she takes as a trans-Neptunian dwarf planet um, is that of an egg. She's egg-shaped, which gives you even more like, wow, underscore this idea of the cosmic egg, the womb creation the potential yeah a new beginning like when the egg cracks it's it's something new coming out of it right so it's 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 so beautiful to to think that the times we're in really <laughs> will be marked in the history as <laughs> the egg and the crack of the egg and and something new comes out of that that is for all humanity to to uh, be part of and and beyond right it's not just what happens with earth but it's also what happens in the dynamic of of the universe and um you know as as galactic astrologers we can also uh, tune into and and observe and and see in people's chart how that can be you know influenced both mm -hmm. at the individual level, but also in the collective. And and I think that's that's the perspective that we're invited to to have, like not just what goes on in our little world, but also at the multidimensional level. Um, and, and I think Haumea is definitely a, a, an energy of expansion, if you will. So... Yeah. I love that. I mean, when you're talking to, I'm just, she's just, Haumea is here. You know, we live. She's here. Well, she's here. <laughs> yes. And what I hear her saying to me very specifically is that um, this egg shape, you know, and her, her almost like return or the return of the cosmic egg. 
she's showing me that Scorpio again and water and the, the sexual parts. Okay. Mm. So it's almost this idea that you need neither, neither male nor female. It's the new human, um, like the Christ divine human and, and our multidimensional organs, clairsentience, clair knowing everything clair you know all the five clairs mm-hmm. are going to be coming online so in case someone's listening and saying what are you talking about <laughs> well we're going to need to navigate this photonic light belt that we're in and pam gregory is always talking about plasma beings so if we're moving more towards light beings when that egg cracked cracks as you were mentioning when it's time Right. And some people are saying it's already cracked and it's actually, <laughs> you know, peeking out. Um, so there's this idea of the birth, the rebirth, mm-hmm. but it does take a death and this idea of really clear definitions of time and the cycles of time. And who was it that um, Pam Gregory was recently talking to the red haired lady who Pixie Magenta Pixie yes. was also talking mm-hmm. about the cycles of time. Yeah. And with this last slide, I just wanted to say, or not the last slide, but I also want to say, if you listen to Pam Gregory, you're going to, when she says Quawa, <laughs> Quawa is on this slide, you know, so we've got the other trans-Neptunian objects, Pluto, Eris, Maki Maki, Haumea, egg shape, look how different, Orcus, yeah. Quawa, Sedna, and something that says 2007 OR10, so this seems to be the, the new guidance system from yes. the heavens because it wasn't even on my radar screen until you had me focus in. I mean, you know, it's all out here, like lots of pieces, but because you invited me to come and play, it was like, oh, let's go, <laughs> let's go see what wants to come together. Look yeah. At you can see Quawa. <laughs> and also, um, you know, just linking in with some of the other ones here, in addition to, to Haumea, Eris and Sedna are also co-creating with Haumea and Pluto, actually, because if you think about it, Pluto is at zero degrees of Aquarius right now. Eris is almost going, switching signs. Sedna is almost switching signs too. So they're all at this critical time. So it's another sign that there is a co-creation here at least within the Kuiper Belt objects and beyond, of a new birth, a new, and this is happening right right now. Eris is moving into um, is it Gemini, I believe. Uh, Sedna is moving in. It, it's either or. Eris moves into a new sign from either, um, yeah. But it's this co-creation of the zero degree objects here. So it's it's a link into that new birth, that egg. So yeah. it's it's easy to just focus in on in on one thing, but it really what they're doing, they're <laughs> they're co-creating this new birth. Yeah. Um and I'm sure there there are others here, other objects that we haven't discovered yet that are part of this as well. That but all of these objects here, we can link into our own chart and see mm-hmm. how they're uh, influencing our own chart. So that's 
um, that's part of what we can do in addition to looking at fixed stars, for example. And, and it's been proven a powerful kind of puzzle piece to someone's story. So if you are listening and you feel drawn to either of these names, you know, allow yourself to just Google search, allow yourself to, if you know how to work with astro.com or any other free online astrology software, you know, go find where some of these trans-Neptunian objects are and the house will really give you an idea of specifically how is this energy working with me and helping me in this lifetime i do want to say at the picture above my head um you see the fire and you see her holding the egg with her stick so we've got creation and the potential for life and her daughter was pele the goddess of the volcano so we have these other stories about how maya let me get to the next slide because I wanted to show you what the glyph looks like when you start learning these guides for the new age. This, I'm going to just call it the new age of light. You know, we are shifting out of the darker ages. Some said that happened in 2012, right? The shift of ages, whatever time you want to put down. It's just, these are the guidance systems and learning their glyphs. You see, I put a little yellow circle around Haumea. It's the mother. It's the head with the arms reached out and her, her gown with a baby. I just interpret it as that. What do you think when you see this, Ulrika? Do you mm. have anything you can share? Yes, I see I see the heart uh, emphasized as well in this image. Um, um, and and the, I see the gown as well and the, the open arms, uh, but the heart is very emphasized in this image to me, but that's, yeah, and everything you said uh, oh, I love before. That. Well, you know, in the year 2000, I was fortunate to climb out Fuji with a team and when you go to certain points, because it's like a spiritual walk and overnight, I mean, you'd have these archways. And when you walk through, it's like an interdimensional portal. Mm. And to, to climb Mount Fuji used to be for as a sacred journey up the mountain. And they say, typically, you only climb the mountain once in life. <laughs> and you'll know what I mean um, once you climb it, if you choose to do that. But that's what I'm seeing too. I'm seeing that portal or doorway to, mm -hmm. the, to the mother with the new child within her. So it's fun to have these glyphs and try and see what what's the energy that I feel. Now, here's yeah, a slide where I know I just I wanted to show you the egg. And I wanted to show you um, two versions of the egg. But also, look, I found this art um, on Google Images for this idea of creation, that it is not the mundane. It is, it is the um, ephemeral, the um, invisible helpers, um, our family that's always been here and will make themselves known once we raise and increase our vibration personally and collectively goddess of the earth mm. and i'm going to put new earth as well <laughs> love that yeah 
Yeah. And you can see definitely in these images that what's emphasized too is not only the connection with the divine, but also the the reliance on on ourselves and our own life force and and that connection to our own sovereignty but in communion with others mm-hmm. so it's that community um uh, aspect as well that's very emphasized oh, uh, with I love that and yeah. look at the, the image she is placing her two hands the goddess in green representing green heart chakra it is on her heart so Ulrika, I think you're you're onto something when you said that glyph reminded you. Not, I was thinking womb. You were thinking heart, and maybe it's a bit of both, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. 